0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 106 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting now for nearly 30 years. Last week, I talked about what was in my backpack. So this week, I talk about what's out there in the software world that can help you when metal detecting. So let's get on with the show. Hey everyone before we start I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you enjoy the show this week but before we begin I want to give you the following information if you want to give me feedback or interact with the show please reach out to me on twitter at detecting or instagram at the metal detecting podcast or if you want to pop me an email you can do so to kiron at Show.com. all this information will be in the show notes if you'd like to buy me a coffee. You can do so on buymeacoffee.com forward slash metal technique. And lastly, and most importantly, if you like this content, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hey everybody, how are you all doing this week? I hope you're doing great. I hope you've been out hunting and have been super successful and found loads of gold and silver this week. Me, myself, I haven't been out really this week or last week because we have a major family event coming up in the next eight days. So as you can imagine, it's all hands to the pump, getting things ready, building up those brownie points for post-event detecting. So there won't be many updates with my huntings over the next couple of weeks, but don't worry, I will catch up over the summer. Before we get into the main topic, I want to just do a quick shout out to a chap called Paul, a.k.a. Windy Digger on Instagram. Or pair air custom designs on Facebook. Paul reached out to me a couple of weeks ago. He loves the show and and had used a lot of the information I'd given out in tips and helping him find some great sites. But Paul didn't know I was a fan of his. Paul produces a lot of very cool metal detecting t-shirts underneath the brand, I suppose, Windy Digger. So check out his Instagram page. Loads of cool t-shirt pictures up there. But he also puts up some digging videos and stuff. Some really cool ones there recently. Make sure you check out Paul. I'm a big fan window digger on Instagram and pair air custom designs on Facebook and give him a follow or a like. Anyways, back to the topic of choice this week, which is what's out there in the software world that can help you when metal detecting. Now, this week's topic came from a prompt via Dirt and Dave, who I have talked about before. He has a YouTube channel. I'll make sure to add his link in the show notes as well. Anyways, Dartfish and Dave reminded me that I forgot to add in apps in my backpack or apps to add to the mobile phone in the backpack last week. And I thought, you know, that's such a good topic. I could probably do a whole week on it. So this week I'm going to talk about that. A couple of apps, websites, some that I use regularly and some that I haven't, but have come highly recommended simply for geological reasons. But yeah, some apps, websites and tools that I use to help me metal detect. So let's get on with it, I suppose. Let's call it our tech toolkit. I suppose it can be broken into mobile and desktop. I'm going to start with mobile apps. Some of these I haven't used simply because of geographical reasons. You know, the information's not pertinent to where I hunt from. But generally, these apps have come highly recommended, and I have tried them out. Just the information wasn't relevant to where I was. So the first app I would check out is Onyx Maps Hunt. I'll actually include a link to all these apps in the show notes. Obviously, these aren't affiliate links or anything like that. So you can just check them out yourselves. I don't make any money on this. The first app I want to talk about is Onyx Maps Hunt. This is one of those US only apps, but it allows you to understand and see who owns the land that you're currently on. And because you have this, it allows you to request permission. This app really covers borders and boundaries. It's a visual, if you can imagine, a visualization of a satellite like Google Maps. And it layers on top borders and boundaries, topographic information. You can even do 3D maps on it. You can do some route tracking, which is where the app constantly tracks your route through the map, I suppose. You can actually save some maps offline. One of the things that's most helpful for metal detecting is... You can create your own custom map layers. So essentially you can take an old map that you may have found or may have downloaded online and layer that map on top of existing satellite imagery and use that composite of boat maps to figure out where to go, where the boundary lines are and who owns what before you go hunting. Another great app comes highly recommended. I haven't tried it. It's been recommended by Dirk Fish and Dave and it's called Track. This is an app specifically designed for metal detectorists, and it's almost like an old detector's notepad with GPS tracking functionalities built in. Again, it's a route tracker. It allows you to store sessions over and over again, so build up a full catalog of your hunts over the years. And it also allows you to store photographs of finds and log finds, so it's a finds tracker also. So worth having a look at. But like I said, this has come recommended to me via social media and highly thought of. I just I haven't been able to use it myself yet. Again, another app, iSmart Detect, again, directly marketed towards the metal detecting community. It's the exact same, again, as tech or track, exact same functionality, just differently developed, has all the same features as well. So I suppose it comes down to the user experience, which one you prefer over the other. Bear in mind, both of these apps are not developed by software houses. They're developed by actual detectorists and are a little bit basic and maybe lack a little bit of polish. However, this to be expected from a one-man operation, you know, you can't have large expectations. The other app, Onyx Maps Hunt, is developed by a development house, and you can see that they had very specific teams focused on user experience and the look of the app. So bear that in mind. If you are checking out all the apps, all these three apps, Don't knock the smaller apps just purely on user experience, because bear in mind, these are one guy operations. Moving on. So those previous apps were around logging and tracking your hunts on the day. But the following app, an app I do use regularly and has been recommended to me um, over the last year, and it is permanently installed on my phone, and that's Kynoscope. I will include a link for this as well in the show notes. But Kynoscope is a great app. Essentially what it is, it's essentially a camera app. You take a picture of your coin. This automatically gets uploaded to the cloud. The cloud then does a search for similar liked, or similar coins. And then it presents back to you what the coin is, what it thinks the coin is. The accuracy is really good on this. I have used some really old crapped out coins and it was able to find them and present that information to me in the results. It does also include some eBay results in the findings. Now we'll talk about eBay results later on. But it does also include that in the findings. don't necessarily like that myself. Anyways, moving away from apps, I'm going to go on to some websites that I do use that can help you. The first one is numista.com. To be honest, this is a website I have lost hours just messing around on this website. It's essentially a database of coins at its core. But the entries in the database have been put up by coin collectors. So these are all coins in coin collectors collections. It has coins from all over the world. Literally every country in the world is listed on this site and has entries on the site. What's very cool about this is that you can upload your own collection. So you can take pictures of your own coins and put them up there. So as a metal detector, so you're going to have some nice coins to put up there. And it keeps track of your collection and categorizes it for you effectively. Um, very cool. Check it out. But be warned, when you go click on your country, and click on those coins, you're going to see some coins in there that are really just going to fill up your bucket list. You're going to be, oh my God, I would love to find that kind. So for me, there's some very specific coins that have been minted in around Cork or in the early 1800s that I really would love to find one. Anyways, bucket list updated. It's a real bucket list killer of a website, so check it out, numista.com. Another website I use and should be in your tech toolkit is scrapmonster.com now i just fell upon this website a couple of years ago and i use it as my go to scrap metal price checker what i like about it is it includes hallmarked gold and silver value per ounce gram Um, it is global as well so every region of the world is included in it as you know most of us have buckets of lead copper brass Maybe some steel, tin cans, aluminium in our garden sheds at home, side alleys, whatever it is. And we always fill them up and say, oh, I must bring them to the scrapyard. I'd say I'd say about 10% of us do it. I am in the 90. (laughs) I I just keep building it up. So I need to get rid of it all. So I keep an eye on on Scrap Monster just to see if it's worth my while going in and changing my scrap for some filthy lucre. Anyways, check it out. Scrapmonster.com. I do like it. It's in my bookmarks and maybe you should have it in your bookmarks too. And then finally, something I have mentioned before in relation to apps and websites is something that you don't have to pay for. By the way, some of these some of these apps may have a premium service, but you don't actually have to pay for any of them. That's what I like about them. Um, but this one I've recommended several times before, and that's the Google Reverse Image Search. The only problem with this is it's not a coin database or an actual specific metal detecting finds database. But saying that, it is very handy for objects as well. So it's not just coins that we would be looking for, I suppose. It's very handy for objects. Take a picture of an object, go to image, Google search, upload it, and Google, with all their power in the cloud, will match that image to images it has in its own database. And you can then figure out if, if that's what you're looking at or not. Very handy. I've used this since it became aware to me, and it was definitely five, six years ago. But yeah, a nice free little tool there. Right, so there are the apps and websites I do use. Now, I'm going to talk about some pros and cons, and for the first one, I'm going to put on my tin file hat. Um, any of those apps that are using GPS logging require that the app tracks your location in the background for it to work effectively, right? So essentially, you're sharing your location, even though you might say, yeah, that's fine, and think, okay, it's only going to track me during this hunt. If you've installed that app and accepted the terms and conditions, For the app to work effectively, it has to track you all the time. So if you're comfortable with that, that's fine. Go for it. If you're not comfortable with it, just be aware that this app potentially is tracking your location. If you're not comfortable with it and you're not comfortable with this app tracking your location 24-7, you know what to do. Either uninstall it or restrict permissions in the settings for these apps. Point to note on GPS. In my past, I actually thought about coming up with an app similar to these as well. I looked at a GPS logger app. This was around the time I got the CTX, which had the GPS built in. And I felt, wouldn't it be cool if we could just have the similar functionality of the CTX built into a mobile app. The system we have right now is not accurate enough to track you when you're out hunting. It can get you to within two, three meters. If you're detecting on a field, that's an approximation. Now, maybe that maybe that resolution is fine for you. But for me at the time, I was like, no. You know, I need it a little bit accurate. I need it to be within one meter. That two meters or eight feet is, best case scenario, the vast majority of times you're talking about 15 meters. They can track you to within 15 meters based on the GPS signal. So I would ask the question about these GPS logger or GPS tracker apps and how accurate they are. And because they're not super accurate, for me, I just think maybe they're not accurate enough. But if you do want to track Yourself, in a general sense, absolutely go for them. I suppose that's the reason I haven't dug into these a little bit further previously, but I will absolutely do this in the future. Still wearing the tin tinfoil hat, it also brings in the question of logging your finds on these apps. Me, myself, I've no problem putting up on a public database what finds I found and where I found them, blah, 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 blah. Simply because I'm in Ireland and there's not many people who detect and And, you know, there's, so we're so few and far between that if someone wants to drive all the way to Cork to find things that I found on, they're more than welcome to do it. However, I believe in countries like the United States and UK that if you're putting up your fines catalogue in the public, this is going to lead to nighthawkers or whatever coming on your permissions and cleaning them out while you're not there. Do I feel like that? Maybe I do. Maybe I'm a little bit conscientious about putting that stuff up online. And the only reason I'm saying is that, that you must be aware that if you're putting your stuff up on an app, that is essentially it becoming public domain. And that information can get out there. And you need to be very much aware of where your information has been stored and what people are doing with it. Maybe that's just the European in me. Maybe. And finally, let's talk about eBay sales. A lot of these apps will present ebay listings as part of the results and something i've noticed about a lot of these apps in the ebay listings is that the prices are inflated through the roof and these listings are designed to trap new collectors or people who aren't in the know and rip them off basically with these inflated prices now this is not the problem of the guys who produce the apps or whatever they just happen to come in on the results Probably more a problem on Google. But just be careful. You you may see a coin that you may have in your collection. Oh, $2,000. And you quote that then as this coin is valued at $2,000. That's not the real world. eBay doesn't capture the condition, the rarity of the coin. And nine times out of 10, you'll find that the photo is not matching the coin that they've put up. So just take it with a pinch of salt. Any eBay results that express the value of a coin is beyond your wildest dreams it is too good to be true and take ebay with a pinch of salt that's it guys that's what we have for this week i hope i didn't wrap that tin file hat on my head a little bit too tight there at the end but you know i think these, this is information that you guys need to know and need to be aware of so listen that's it for this week i hope you like this episode of the metal Technic show podcast check out our website www.themetalletechnicshow.com for this episode show notes check out our patreon page if you want to help the podcast stay alive If you feel like taking your appreciation to the next level, feel free to leave me a positive review on any podcast directory of your choice. And if you like this content and would like more, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will chat to you all again next week. Get out there, eyes down, good luck and happy hunting.